Hello, everybody, and welcome to From Plum Creek with Love, a Little House on the Prairie podcast. I'm your host, John Hernandez. And here we are in September. Where did August go? Of course, I did ask that same question about June and July. Hmm. Well, let's just say then, it's been a very captivating summer. And if I did have any big regrets, complaints, letdowns, I would say it was this. Why did we get Beyonce's Renaissance album in August? Why couldn't we get it at the end of June, at the end of Pride Month, and then had it all the way through July? I mean, don't get me wrong. It will always have a fond memory as the summer album of 2022, August 2022. But you know, back in 2020, when Lady Gaga's Chromatica album came out in late May, there was very little else being played, streamed that entire summer. Now I'm not comparing the two albums because they are two totally different albums but they both just seem to fit that summertime heat and summer night feelings. September, October, fall in general, I love you a lot, but I would love one more summer month with Beyonce and Renaissance. And of course, I'm not being paid for that. Those are just my feelings. And with that being said, let's get started on today's recap. Today's episode is entitled... Here Comes the Bride, and debuted on December 5th, 1977. The story was written by Robert F. Metzler and John T. Dugan, and the teleplay, John T. Dugan, and the episode was directed by William F. Claxton. We begin with some lovely, dreamy music opening up on the schoolyard. Recesses going on. There's jump rope in the background and a possible softball game. And it looks like Mary is the pitcher. As the game continues, a wagon comes through town and stops at the school. There are two people in it. It's easy to say that one of them is the adult. The other one looks as though he could possibly be in his 20s. He's definitely not late teens. All action in the schoolyard stops when the wagon's occupants step out. Laura is the first one to approach the duo and she introduces herself. And this is when we are introduced to Luke Sims, who is pulling a uh, Johnny Johnson because he's not wearing any shoes. And I huff, not because he's not wearing shoes, only because I had to say Johnny Johnson. Taking note of his lack of foot apparel, Nellie Olson steps forward and also introduces herself and her current community standing. We own the mercantile. Uh, P.S. Luke's forearms? Thumbs up. Luke and his dad, Mr. Sims, head into the school building. Nellie, don't you have any manners? Laura responds with a yes. And saving this one for a rainy day, Nellie Olson states, Yeah, all bad manners. Did you know it's not proper for a girl to speak first to a boy? Laura, rolling her eyes, without rolling her eyes, states, That's old-fashioned and dumb. 
Inside the school, Mr. Sims is talking with Miss Beetle, and Luke, he's scoping the place out. And in this lighting, yeah, he's definitely not a kid, and definitely not a teenager. As Miss Beetle gets up to retrieve the kids from recess, that's when she makes the discovery about Luke's lack of footwear. Oh, P.S. Luke is definitely giving off some Owen Wilson vibes. Once outside, Mr. Sims mentions he'll get Luke some footwear if it's required. However, Miss Beetle states that she's more concerned about what goes into a student's brain instead of what's on their feet. Miss Beetle gets ready to ring the bell. There is some uh, casual low-key flirting happening between her and Mr. Sims. In fact, we get a shot of her watching him get into the wagon. He glances back as he drives away. With the student body present inside the classroom, Luke is standing in front of the classroom next to Miss Beetle, and guess who's taller? It's not the first time. The first time goes to Abel McKay. You know, back in season one's school mom. As Miss Beetle is inquiring where to place Lucas, Nellie Olsen simply shoves Willie out of his seat and volunteers an empty spot next to her. Luke takes that seat next to Nellie, and apparently Nellie doesn't know that staring is also considered rude, and there's nothing old-fashioned about that. During recess, Luke shows that his size is formidable. When he hits a home run during the ball game, the children spend the rest of the recess trying to find the ball. After rounding the bases, Luke heads to get some water, and Nellie Olsen is back again with her old trick of flirting. I mean, bribery. She offers to him some of the best candy they have in the mercantile, but he turns it down. Maybe he's not into sweets, and I just can't help but wonder, what is Nellie Olsen going to do now? And what she does is invites him to have lunch together. Cut to the Olsen's residence. Nellie and Harriet are having some mother-daughter time. Nellie is sharing the 411 about Luke, how he's the strongest and nicest boy in school. Nellie wants to invite him over for supper. Harriet Olsen inquires, what does Nellie know about the Sims? They're a new family, so not much in the form of town gossip is going around. And Nellie states, uh, it's not easy being the richest girl in town. Because everyone knows your business. And Harriet, how I know that poor people don't know the terrible responsibilities of us more fortunate ones. Meanwhile, Mr. Olson is over in the storefront and closes the door to the parlor. But the bit of information she does know about the Sims is they sold their big farm in Illinois and they are investing their money into the Clanton farm. And the reason Harriet Olson hasn't met them yet is they're just settling in. However, the only word Harriet heard was money. And with dollar bills in her eyes, she states, Oh, they'll be needing lots of supplies. That's when the dinner invite for Luke is granted. Cut to Willie complaining about dressing up for supper. Mr. Olson is there helping him to look presentable in this suit. And downstairs, Harriet Olsen is setting the table, and Nellie is asking how she looks 
for the 20th time. She heads to the window, looks out, and announces he's coming. She turns on some music. There's a knock at the door, and she opens it. The music in the background is overlapped with the honky-tonk music and that mouth harp twang. Luke steps inside, dressed the exact same way we were introduced to him on that first day of school. That pink onesie with the overalls and, yes, zero shoes. Willie and Mr. Olson come into the parlor, and Willie points out, I got all dressed up for nothing? Harriet Olson then makes her entrance and immediately regrets it. You can see how her attitude completely melts from her face within seconds as she looks at those overalls and those bare feet. Bypassing any sort of small talk, Harriet Olsen wants to get this dinner over with and immediately gets everyone to the dining table. In a hushed voice, Harriet tells Mr. Olsen to only cut five pieces of that roast. And upon sitting down, the Olsons set their napkins in their laps, and Luke tucks his into his shirt. Willie watches, astounded, as Luke takes a large, large portion of mashed potatoes and hands the serving dish over to Harriet. And this is when Harriet Olson finally decides to ask her first question. What are the crops that you raise? And Luke tells her their crops are pigs. And according to Willie, they raise hogs too. Mr. Olson has cut those flanks from that roast. However, Nellie decides to be the hostess with the mostess and offers the plate to Luke. And Luke, dear Luke, looks at that plate and takes the entire roast. And he looks so thrilled. Harriet Olson looks less than thrilled. It looks like she's having a vapor's spell. When it is obviously joked about having seconds. Luke states, oh no, my father says it's rude to take more than one piece. Harriet Olson then claims that she has now lost her appetite. After dinner, Luke and Nellie are looking at a viewfinder. Here, this one has pigs in it. Finished with clearing out the table, Harriet Olson stops in the parlor and yawns loudly slash aggressively, signaling to Luke that it's time to leave. He gets up and thanks Harriet for the hospitality. And Harriet Olson, all she hears is his bad grammar. Nellie escorts him to the door and lets him outside. Harriet Olson grumbles a good night as Nellie closes the door. And with the door closed, she swoons. Isn't he just perfect? However, Harriet Olson pulls her face away from her palm and screams waves her arms, and stomps her feet. The only thing missing is a funky beat. Watching this scene, Nellie inquires, What's wrong, mother? And Harriet Olsen calls Luke impossible. Yeah, impossible, just that. And forbids Nellie from seeing him ever again. Outside of school. She continues by saying he's not a suitable person to be associated with and goes as far as saying he's not our equals. That's when Nellie Olson states that in a decade, Luke will have one of the 
biggest pig farms in all of Minnesota. Harry Olsen states, it's good to have ambitions in life, but she does not want to see her daughter become the Minnesota Pig Queen. There's a high-pitched scream from Nellie Olsen as she heads upstairs. We cut to possibly the next day or so. It's the end of school. Nellie and Luke are walking hand in hand, and this is definitely an upgrade from Bubba Gallander. Yet again, another blonde-haired boy. As they are strolling, Luke invites Nellie to go raccoon hunting again that evening. What? Again? How many times has Nellie Olsen snuck out of the house to meet with Luke? I'm a little impressed. As Luke and Nellie are standing there talking, in the background, the rest of the student body are watching and giggling. Nellie Olsen excuses herself and states she has to get home now to get some of that studying taken care of, you know, so she can sneak out later that evening. However, all this extra study time is not going unnoticed by Harriet because with all of this extra study time, Nellie's grades are going down. Oh, by the way, we are currently inside the Olsen's bedroom. Mr. Olsen is lying in bed and comes to Luke's defense, calling him a good kid. Harriet Olsen brushes this off and tells Mr. Olsen he's never had any taste. And lying in bed and staring at his wife, Mr. Olsen concurs this statement. And wow, we are outside the mercantile and Nellie Olsen is out there with Luke in the middle of the night. Evening. Who knows? Remember, 8.30 is considered late. We come to find out the upcoming weekend is Flag Day, and they are going to have activities over at the Miller's Barn, shucking corn and fireworks. And sadly, for poor Carrie, there's no carousel. We also find out from Nellie that it will be her birthday. And this is when Nellie Olson decides to let us all know, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Actually, what she does say is, I'm almost full grown now, a woman. And this is when Harriet Olson comes down the stairs to retrieve some water and hears Nellie Olson giggling outside and she catches those two out on the porch and she yells out how her own daughter is deceiving her. And she now understands why Nellie's grades have been falling. Hearing all the commotion caused by Harriet, Mr. Olson comes down the stairs to hear what this is all about. I thought it was the end of the world. And upon realizing it was just his daughter who snuck out at night to meet up with a boy, he just heads back to bed. And Harriet Olson then decides to take things into her own hands, nip it in the bud, grab the bull by the horns, pig by the ears. Her words, not mine. And we cut to Harriet Olson stomping her way to school and flat out tells Miss Beetle it's her responsibility to keep Luke and Nellie away from one another during school hours. Not only that, Harriet wants Miss Beetle to go and talk with Mr. Sims. That one's on you, Harriet. That, that's your job. Your daughter, your duty. However, Harriet Olson states it is a school manner because Nellie's work is being affected by consorting with that barefoot bumpkin. 
Again, her words, not mine. Miss Beetle pauses for just a moment and then agrees actually to head out to Mr. Sims' farms. Part of me is thinking she agrees to it only to get away from Harriet Olson. However, the dreamy, loving music in the background suggests Miss Beetle has another motive for heading out there. Cut to the Sims' farm. Miss Beetle arrives, niceties are exchanged, and Miss Beetle then states she's here in regards to Luke, but it's nothing serious. As Mr. Sims continues to work, Miss Beetle explains the situation with Nellie and Luke. Mr. Sims states that he sees nothing wrong with it. Obviously, because there is nothing wrong with the, other than the fact that Luke is somewhere in his 20s and Nellie isn't. However, Mr. Sims states that he'll have a conversation with Luke. He continues, the way I see it, kids care about each other and nobody ought to stop them. Miss Beetle agrees to this. And Mr. Sims continues, it's people being who they are and love being what it is and nothing should keep them from seeing one another. And Miss Beetle has a moment when she then states, I think love is wonderful and should be encouraged. The two of them watch as the pigs continue to eat, because that's what Mr. Sims has been doing this entire time, and Miss Beetle calls them cute. And Mr. Sims then begins by stating that pigs have some really good qualities. They're always going to be a good crop. You never have weather worries, and every part has a purpose. As Miss Beetle is half listening, She's also trying to not be as obvious as she is sneaking peeks at Mr. Sims. There's a number of them. Mr. Sims tells her to wait as he heads to Smokehouse and retrieves a ham and says this is a way for him to say thanks. And he explains that he's never had much schooling, but the fact you took the trouble to come all the way out here, it means something important to have a teacher who cares like you. Miss Beetle, with ham in her hands, rebuttals, well, it's important to have parents who care, like you, Mr. Sims. She thanks him for the ham, and in that moment, she is then invited to call Mr. Sims by his given name, Adam. She then instructs him to call her by her given name, Eva. And just as I was about to write down a joke about that, they make the joke inside the show itself. So it does not go unnoticed by them. Of course, I do have a hard time saying Eva without thinking of Wally. We cut to school after class. Nellie Olson is waiting for Luke. She's anxious to know what the two of them are going to be doing that afternoon. However, Luke tells her, He's got something else to do. And that's when, standing right next to Nellie, he yells out for Mary to wait up. And Nellie Olson watches as Mary and Luke head to the bench in the town square, Triangle Plaza. Mary yells out to Laura to tell Ma that she's staying in town for a little bit. And needless to say, Nellie sees all of this and of course, is a little PO'd and jealous. As she heads inside, Luke is spying from behind the tree to see that Nellie has made her way into the house. And we cut to Luke and Mary 
ring shopping. Legit. Harriet Olsen comes into the storefront. I swear she could be passing vapors. She seems so stunned by what she is witnessing. Luke inquires about the red thing that's in the ring. Mr. Olsen informs him it's an imitation ruby, and the ring itself cost a dollar five, and it's purchased. Leaving the mercantile, Luke thanks Mr. Olsen, and him and Mary head outside and past the Olsen residence, where Nellie was hiding in the bushes. She then makes a beeline into the store, which, why not just go through your house into the store? And inside the store, Nellie inquires to her mother, what were Luke and Mary doing? And Harriet Olsen, with a little smile, admits that Luke had purchased a ring. She goes a step farther by assuming that she believes it's an engagement ring. Didn't mother tell you? I don't think he's uh, right for you. And mother is always right. Men are as fickle as weather vanes. And in three, two, one, Nellie Olson opens her mouth and states, Shut up! Awesome. And runs out of the room. From there, we find ourselves outside of school. Miss Beetle is leaving the building and spots Nellie on the swing. And wow, Miss Beetle is concerned about Nellie and heads over and shut the front door. Nellie Olson is crying, trying to cry. It's very surreal. I mean, seriously, this is an emotion that we have never seen from Nellie before. And although she didn't want to talk about it, she quickly changes her mind and states that Luke Sims pretended to like me. But then he bought Mary a ring. Life's not fair. I swear, this is the season of heartbreak because we've had this exact same scene earlier when Mary became an ex-fiancé. Miss Beetle agrees, but she gives pause because this doesn't sound like Luke's typical behavior. And this is when Nellie Olson says it. They're gonna get married. I'm never gonna get married. I'm gonna end up an old maid like you. After that, I don't know why Miss Beetle puts her arm around Nellie, but she does. And then says, well, you're only half right. You're never going to get married. Just kidding. And deciding the best thing to do is to head on over to the Sims, Miss Beetle volunteers to head out and have a talk with Adam and, and Luke, of course. Nellie wants Miss Beetle to deliver a message. And what is that message? Tell him I hate him. And out at the Sims farm, father and son are at work. And Miss Beetle is coming in hot and heated and accusing Luke of leading Nellie on. It's inconsiderate to hurt poor Nellie Olsen. Her words, definitely not mine. Luke confesses that he never intended to hurt her. She's kind of like my girl. And the ring is explained as being a gift for Nellie's birthday. Mary helped me pick it out. Adam even confesses that Luke spent his rifle money on it. And Miss Beetle, as she should be, 
is embarrassed by the misunderstandings. Adam sets Luke to task, mending a fence. And I just have to say this about Adam Sims. Dude knows how to be CCC. Cool, calm, and collected. And understands Miss Beetle's sentiments. And then states his belief that he never thought much of a man who didn't treat a woman tender and respectful. She's trying really hard not to blush, but Miss Beetle states, I sh should have known he was like his father. We then have the not smoothest transition as Adam mentions attending the corn shucking event at the flag day festivities and how he didn't really think about going because he didn't have anybody to go with. And Miss Beetle, she states the exact same thing. P.S. They're not looking at one another, they're just both staring up at the sky during this conversation. This is when Adam Sims then suggests the two of them go together. And oh, Miss B. Have. Miss Beetle accepts the invite and then climbs into her wagon and drives away. And Adam keeps his eyes on her as she drives away. We cut to that weekend, the Olsons, minus Nellie, are leaving for the Flag Day event over at the Miller's place. Nellie Olson is seated in the parlor, pouting. After her family is gone, and she starts to, once again, look through that viewfinder, there's a knock at the door. Nellie Olson yells out, Go away! But she then opens it, and is greeted by a bouquet of flowers, and a happy birthday, Nellie! Nellie Olson stands there confused, accepts the flowers, and inquires why. Luke then reminds her about the shucking contest, and it's her birthday. Nellie Olson is hypnotized by that bouquet of wildflowers. It's a completely different response from the last time she got a flower bouquet on her birthday. Season 1, Town Party, Country Party. She then invites Luke inside the house with no parents. <laughs> Little scandal on the prairie. And still lost in that bouquet, this is when Luke pulls out the ring. And Nellie Olson, as if her state of shock couldn't go any farther. She accepts the ring, puts it on, and then states, it's perfect. Realizing her assumptions were wrong, she states, Everything is perfect now. She then announces how she wants to change her dress before heading over to the Flag Day activities, but Luke stops her. Why? You're beautiful just the way you are, head to toe. They head over to the Miller's farm. It's dark. They're holding hands. Luke states, eh, we're probably going to be a little late for that corn shucking showdown and o m g Nellie olson gets her first kiss and in that moment those fireworks go off in the background and the expression on Nellie olson's face reads so this is love we cut to <laughs> a slow motion shot of Nellie and Luke, hand in hand, frolicking in the fields. No kidding, that is an actual thing. 
Meanwhile, we get a scene of Miss Beetle in the pig pen over at the Sims farm trying to herd a pig. It's adorable. It does look like a workout, even more so than a wild jackass riding contest. We get a shot of Nellie watching Luke chop wood. It's a different type of smile on her face. It's a genuinely happy smile. There's no malice, no maliciousness. It's just happy. We then cut to a very strange pairing. Miss Beetle with Nellie Olson, Luke and Adam Sims having watermelon at a picnic. And of course, I can't help but wonder, where did they get a watermelon? The adults, Miss Beetle and Adam, get up and head over to a nearby creek, which is actually Plum Creek, but with some of the foliage moved around. Adam then confesses his feelings towards Miss Beetle, but loses his courage when he calls himself an uneducated pig farmer. And Miss Beetle scolds him for this. There is a lot more to education than book learning. Amen to that. Miss Beetle then starts to go on a compliment escapade, praising Adam, and shut the front door. Jaw drop because Adam just dropped a proposal to Miss Beetle. She pauses. Think of my age, my work, my responsibilities, blah, 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 blah. Adam tells her to take her time to make up a decision. I want it to be good for the both of us. We then have a kiss between the two of them. And it's a completely different kind of kiss than when we caught her sucking face with that one guy back in season two, Four Eyes. And over at that picnic, Luke and Nellie watch this all. And Luke decides, maybe it's time I think about settling down. Face palm. Nellie Olson, I don't think I, I'm, I'm old enough. If Mary got engaged when she was 14, Nellie, you're old enough. Nellie also continues, or I don't think I know enough about being a wife. Luke assures her that she would be fine. In fact, this is when Luke states that his mom was younger than Nellie when she got married. Think about it. Oh, and don't go asking your mom. They both LOL. Cut to Miss Beetle on the swing. She is lost in thought and totally giving some Helen Reddy vibes. Circa Pete's Dragon, 1977. Nellie Olsen approaches Miss Beetle and inquires her thoughts about marriage. Miss Beetle states that it is a wonderful institution and calls it a noble calling, being a wife, homemaker, helpmate, keeper of the present, mother of the future. Nellie Olsen mother of the future. She then inquires about age. And Miss Beetle, age doesn't matter. Nothing should stand in the way of love. Not people, position, money, nothing. Nellie Olsen thanks Miss Beetle and runs off. And she finds Luke over at the grain and seed. And she says yes. And Luke, he states that they should elope as soon as possible, and he will pay for the justice of the peace by selling his prize sow. 
Clearly, this boy has been thinking about this. We cut to Miss Beetle arriving at the Sims place and makes her announcement to be the next Mrs. Sims. Over at the Olsons, Willie is tasked with retrieving Nellie for dinner. And Willie, she's not there. He claims that he saw Luke and Nellie leave in their buckboard a couple hours ago with a suitcase. Harriet Olsen then responds with, get the shotgun. And yes, and thank you, we have a shot of Harriet and Mr. Olsen on a horse with a shotgun arriving at the Sims. So yes, Harriet Olsen is riding shotgun with a shotgun. I'm not entirely sure how or why, but they both manage to fall off the horse as they are approaching the house. And I'm surprised that shotgun didn't go off. Picking themselves up and heading to the front door with shotgun in hand, Adam answers and says neither Luke nor Nellie are here. And that's when Miss Beetle, soon to be Mrs. Sims, steps out and ooh, Harriet Olsen is shocked. However, she's more shocked when she finds out that Miss Beetle was having a conversation with Nellie Olsen earlier about marriage and claims that there were clearly some misunderstandings in order, disorder, whatever. We find out that the nearest justice of the peace is over in Sleepy Eye, and they will all head over together. Harriet Olsen, looking at Miss Beetle, then states, thank you for setting a fine example, and then bemoans that Nellie Olsen is with that clodhopper. I miss that word. We find ourselves at the Justice of the Peace. His name is Cyrus Varnum, and this is a late service because he is dressed in his sleepwear, and his wife, Philomena, is doing her best to stay awake, leaning up against a wall. And back at the ceremony, Luke is needing plenty of help with getting through this whole marriage process. And uh, wow, just like that, they are married. Off to the side, Philomena throws a handful of rice at her husband. And when Nellie Olsen inquires what's next, Luke states, uh, we get a room. We cut to the Olsons and soon-to-be Sims in the wagon heading over to Sleepy Eye. And they make it there and wake up the Justice of the Peace once again. Harriet Olsen mentions marriage and the Justice of the Peace. Lady, if you waited this long, you can wait till morning. This is when it is then further described that they are looking for Nellie and Luke, and they give a visual description of them. And poor Justice of the Peace Cyrus tells the group, oh yes, I did marry them, and they got a room. And according to Mr. Olson, they are either at a hotel or Mrs. Leary's. And the group splits up. And over in the honeymoon suite, Nellie is behind a dressing curtain, and she takes off her dress and her petticoat, and she comes out in a bathrobe, and she seems really nervous. She exchanges places with Luke, and off come the overalls, and he steps out in that pink onesie, and the two of them get really close to possibly start consummating this marriage. Gross. The door opens up, and Harriet and Mr. Olsen are there. So is the shotgun. 
and we hear from Harriet, Nils, make her a widow. And Mr. Olson, uh, I, I can't just shoot him. That doesn't stop Harriet Olsen, and she grabs the rifle, and she struggles to get that rifle from Mr. Olsen, and Nellie Olsen jumps in on this as well to protect her new husband, and as they all reach for the gun, they all manage to blow a hole in the ceiling. As Luke flees the scene, Harriet Olsen is on repeat, chanting, Give me the gun, give me the gun, and outside running through the streets in his pink onesie. Luke is captured by his dad, and they head back inside. We cut to loud knocks, and the justice of the peace, Cyrus, is not getting any peace whatsoever as he answers the door. This man is way too accommodating. And upon opening the door, Harriet, with Luke and Nellie in hands, is surrounded by Mr. Sims, Miss Beetle, and Mr. Olson. Harriet Olson announces, Unmarry them now. They're far too young. And well, Harriet Olson usually gets her way and they make their way inside to dissolve the marriage. And how does the justice of the peace dissolve this marriage? By simply ripping up the marriage certificate. And as he should, he tells everyone to leave. And in an impromptu moment, just like Mr. Edwards and Grace, Adam Sims and Eva Beadle decide to get married right there and then. Adam offers to pay extra for the late hour, permission granted, and Adam makes Luke his best man. And Miss Beadle turns to Nellie and inquires if she'll be her maid of honor and promises she'll return the favor later and be her matron of honor. As the ceremony is getting ready to begin, Philomena is brought out of bed once more and propped up against the wall. Justice of the Peace places everyone in position for the ceremony, and when Harriet inquires where does she go, Justice of the Peace Cyrus tells her, I'd rather not say. He then calls this ceremony the Midnight Special, short and sweet, Dearly beloved, we gather at this despicable hour in the presence of a weird assemblage. He's never been to a drag queen wedding before. We get a shot from behind of Nellie, Miss Beetle, Adam Sims, and Luke Sims. Nellie and Luke, they're holding hands behind Adam and Miss Beetle. And Justice of the Peace Cyrus states, I pronounce you man and wife. Philomena gives a number of tosses with all of that rice before being escorted back to the bed and the camera zooms out on this midnight wedding. Am I going to have to start calling Miss Beetle Mrs. Sims now? And I have to confess, I don't know how many times I had to go back and edit out the name Lucas for Luke as I was recording this episode. Our trivia today, which isn't really much for trivia, it is just really kind of identifying a certain date. Flag Day, which according to the Department of Veterans Affairs, commemorates the day, date, in which a special committee was designated for designing a flag. 
The first flag with this design, however, wasn't flown until September 11th, 1777, in the Battle of the Brandywine. So, what we've actually just learned is that Nellie Olson's birthday is June 14th, which means we've somehow managed to skip through the winter and ended up once again at the beginning of summer. The beginning of summer, which again, would have been a more appropriate time for Beyonce to release her Renaissance album. And with that, let's get to reviewing and rating this episode. This episode was pretty amazing, actually. For the first time, Nellie Olsen isn't such a bee. I mean, she still is a little bit in the episode, but we definitely get to see a whole different side of Nellie. She's just not the bratty, well-to-do kid in school, but we get to see what she's like when she starts to have feelings for a boy, and for a boy that also returns those feelings as well. We get a softness to Nellie Olsen we've never seen before. And all the stages that come with being interested in a boy, inviting him over for dinner, sneaking out of the house to go meet him, defending him against your parents, or well, at least Harriet Olsen anyway. Nellie Olsen did not do one single mean thing in this episode. And I actually kind of appreciated that. And not only that, we also got to see another, well, actually, I don't think we've ever had one before, but a Miss Beetle-centric episode. I mean, I remember her flying out of her carriage back at the beginning of School Mom, and then, of course, she had all that prevalent time feeling guilty for sending those kids out into the blizzard. But for, like, the second time, we get to see a sneak peek into Miss Beetle's life outside of being the School Marm. But again, the last time we had a glimpse, we just caught her sucking face. It is a rather unusual pairing to have a parallel storyline with Miss Beetle and Nellie Olsen. But it worked out really well. And uh, even applaud to this. How much of the Ingles did we get in this episode? Once again, it was great to have a story, an episode, where their presence wasn't really even required. Truthfully... Luke could have picked any of the other girls in the student body to shop for a ring for Nellie. However, I guess since it's Mary, that's just what makes Nellie maybe get a little bit more jealous. And with this marriage, does that mean we'll see Adam Sims and Luke Sims in more episodes? Curious little developments on the prairie. And speaking of curiosities, let's talk about this week's Little House Moment which is really no surprise because I snorted so loud when I saw Harriet Olsen with shotgun in hand on the back of a horse. Season four has been actually rather nice with introducing us to different kinds of Harriets. Before we had our drunk Harriet, and now we have shotgun toting Harriet. We'll see what season four has yet to bring. And with that, let's finally get to reviewing this episode. Okay, I did mention it a little bit earlier, but what is up with the uh, Walnut Grove girls um, kind of swooning all over blonde hair boys? I mean, I guess after Johnny Johnson, Ginger, and John Sanderson, Brunette, the blondes just seem to be coming off um, a little better, for a lack of words. However, aside from that, this episode was really kind of like mm, a landmark one. We got Miss Speedle getting married, and 
we got Nellie Olson's first kiss, as well as her first marriage and divorce. Actually, I should be nice and say annulment. Well, and I guess we also are aware of Nellie Olson's birthday, June 14th. And getting to see Nellie Olson go through this whole different set of emotions and feelings, uh, it was pretty cool. However, my one major concern is, of course, about Miss Beetle and Mr. Sims, or the newly minted Sims family. Are we going to see Adam and Luke Sims ever again? Because we know we're going to see Miss Beetle still a little while. She is the teacher, after all. And yes, I know, Eliza Jane comes in later. I did read the books. And in those books, the Ingalls move away from Walnut Grove, and that's where they part ways with Miss Beetle. So there, of course, is going to be some sort of interesting development that uh, explains how this transition of educator happens. A love story, comedy, ridiculousness, parallels. This episode had a lot of everything, except the angles. I really enjoyed this episode, and that is why we are going to give this episode, Here Comes the Bride, our first five-point bonnet rating of season four. And as always, those are some of my thoughts and feelings about this episode, and I wouldn't mind hearing any thoughts or feelings you have about this episode or any previous episodes. From Plum Creek with Love at gmail.com, as well as the Instagram account, check out that Spotify playlist. There was definitely a lot of songs added for this episode. I even managed to sneak in one from Beyonce's Renaissance album. And with that, we come to the end of another episode of From Plum Creek with Love, a little house on the prairie podcast. I'm your host, John Hernandez, and until next time, take care.